Welcome to Love Your Heart, brought to you by Cleveland Clinic's Seidel and Arnold Miller Family Heart, Vascular, and Thoracic Institute. These podcasts will help you learn more about your heart, thoracic, and vascular systems, ways to stay healthy, and information about diseases and treatment options. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. Today, I'm joined with uh, Dr. Jay Bishop, who's a vascular medicine specialist here at Cleveland Clinic. And we're very happy to have him today to talk about peripheral artery disease, also known as PAD. And Dr. Bishop, can you tell us what does PAD include? First of all, thank you, Betsy, for inviting me to join this podcast and uh, very passionate about the subject. So uh, I'm very excited to speak about peripheral artery disease. So Basically, the arteries carry the blood from the heart to the feet, the heart to the brain, the heart to the arms, the heart to the organs and the belly. And the arteries are thick-walled muscular tubes. Um, Peripheral artery disease uh, refers to when these tubes get narrowed or blocked, and usually with what we call atherosclerosis, which is just a fancy name for plaque. Plaque can build up in the arteries, and as the more plaque we get, uh, the more problems we can have. Uh, with the flow of blood through the plaque. And if you ever took this plaque and put it in your hand and tore it up between your fingers, it's kind of like a rubber eraser. Uh, And if some of us are old enough to remember iron pipes in our basement, as the iron pipes got more and more rusted in the middle, your water pressure went down. And it's a similar thing that can happen in peripheral artery disease in the arteries in your body. As the blood goes downstream, um, less blood can get to the vital organs. Peripheral artery disease uh, refers to the legs, so the blood doesn't get to the legs uh, in a sufficient quantity uh, to perfuse the organs. So. so are there certain people who are more at risk for getting peripheral artery disease? Yeah, so peripheral artery disease is uh, it's, uh, uh, unfortunately very common. About 8 to 12 million Americans um, are affected, and there are Uh, some risk factors. There's some minor risk factors, which uh, can be your family history, obesity, things like that. Um, uh, There are some ethnic disparities. We know that African-Americans have about a few times risk of getting peripheral artery disease. Uh, But the big four are smoking, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and diabetes. We know smoking is the most potent and unfortunately most common risk factor for PAD. And interestingly, 80% 80% of patients with PAD were either former smokers or are current smokers. Um, so those are the risk factors uh, for, for PAD. So a lot of times I know when talking to the doctors, they always say, I wish this person would have gotten here sooner. So what are the symptoms of PAD? And maybe people aren't aware of what they are and they come to the doctor you know, later than they should. That's a great question, Betsy. And if I had my druthers, um, in every primary care office, patients would be sitting on the exam room with their shoes and socks off and uh, some uh, easy easy machinery beside them uh, to make sure their circulation to their feet and their toes and their legs is adequate. Um, but the most common symptom is called claudication. Um, it's just a fancy medical term, and actually it's Latin to mean to limp. So claudication refers to the pain in your legs um, that patients with PAD get when they walk that goes away when you rest. And the pain can be in your buttocks, it can be in your thighs, it can be in your calves. 
Unfortunately, only about 25% of patients with PAD have these classic symptoms of claudication, which makes diagnosis a challenge. So we think PAD is extremely underdiagnosed in the United States. And oftentimes we don't see it until it's advanced. Um, advanced can be having pain at rest, having sores or ulcers on your toes, um, or even having infections and things like that. So early detection is very, very important. So when patients have risk factors for PAD, uh, their primary care physician or if their primary care provider isn't comfortable, a vascular specialist uh, should be able to look at their feet, look at their, feel their pulses, um, and then do some simple testing to make their, sure their circulation is adequate. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you mentioned sores on the feet and things like that. I mean, I think sometimes people wouldn't think of that as even PAD. So, what does that exactly mean? Like people that have redness or sores or? So yeah, so the sores are really a sign of advanced PAD. Mm -hmm. And when you get ulcers or sores on your legs, it can mm -hmm. be from bad veins, it can be from bad nerves if you're a diabetic, or it can be from artery problems like PAD. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, these ulcers are very painful and they kind of look like punched out lesions. Um, and it's really an indication to make sure that we do something quickly to restore the flow to the area uh, around or near the ulcer. Okay. So people that have had have diabetes, um, they may not feel the symptoms on their feet. So are there certain things that they should be doing just to see if they are having problems with PAD? Yeah, that's a great question. And uh, diabetics, as we said, are at increased risk for PAD. Um, and they may their symptoms may be different than patients without diabetes. So it's very important that diabetics have meticulous foot care. Um, again, primary care providers and office visits. When you go in the room and get in a gown, take your own shoes and socks off. That will help your primary care provider look at your toes and your feet. There's some simple tests that we can do to look at the circulation in your legs. The easiest one is called an ankle brachial index. That's a simple test where blood pressure cuffs are applied to the arms into your ankles, and we do a simple equation. It's the ankle pressure over uh, the brachial or arm pressure, and we get a number. The number should be one or above. If it's less than one, then we know at rest you have some peripheral artery disease. There are other tests that we do sometimes to look for peripheral artery disease. Uh, if the ABI is abnormal, in our vascular lab, we do more sophisticated testing with blood pressure cuffs on each leg that may uh, be with or without a treadmill testing. Um, we also can do special CAT scans, special MRIs. And if really we think about doing an intervention, we may do an angiogram, which is just a fancy test where we inject dye into the leg arteries and get a roadmap of where the blockages are. So, um the ABI then, a lot of these sound like they're not invasive or anything. They seem pretty simple, these, these tests, and people shouldn't really be worried about them. It's something that they can get. As, do you have to go to a um, special vascular specialist then to get these testing done? or? So that's a great question, Betts. It's, uh, it depends on your primary care provider. Mm -hmm. um, I did primary care for 20 years before 
I transitioned into my passion for vascular medicine. Uh, and it was something that we actually had a machine in the office uh, that would do these quickly and we could actually give the patient a number. Um, that uh, if it's not available in the primary care office, um, we certainly can do that in our vascular lab with an order very quickly. Um, as you know, the Cleveland Clinic is uh, very uh, evolved and uh, we offer screening programs in our communities. And this is one of the tests that we always do when we screen for vascular disease uh, is the ankle brachial index. And this is a very important number to know if you have peripheral artery disease. We know that having vascular disease in your leg arteries makes it more likely to have vascular disease in your heart arteries or your brain arteries or other arteries. So uh, it's important to know that because the treatment for PAD also helps decrease the risk of stroke and heart attack because blockage in the arteries is treated pretty much the same no matter where the location is. Mm -hmm. So is that the other way around as well? If somebody has heart disease, should they be more uh, you know, vigilant and checking for PAD as well? Absolutely. Heart disease, history of stroke, any of these things. And oftentimes uh, your healthcare provider can just feel the pulses in your feet. You have one on the top of your foot and the one behind your ankle. Those are two easy places to feel. And if we can't feel those or they feel abnormal, um, that's an indication to do an ABI. Uh, if you're having pain when you walk, that's an indication to have an ABI. If you're at high risk for doing, having PAD, certainly that's an indication to have an ABI. So if somebody has PAD, are there, how is it treated? Are there medications or what's the treatment? So there are. So the, we always begin with medications first for the most part. Um, unless it's advanced disease and you're at risk of losing a toe or an ankle or a foot or a limb. Um, so medical therapy is where we usually begin. We know that aspirin and Plavix are two blood thinners um, that help in the treatment of PAD. We talked about the big four, the big four risk factors of smoking, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and diabetes. If you're a smoker, uh, the best thing you can do, and what my patients, I always tell my patients what I want for Christmas, is to quit smoking. That is the most potent intervention you can do to improve the vascular health of your legs and the rest of your body. Irregardless of your cholesterol level, whether it's normal, low, or high, we put patients on statin medicines. And statin medicines are like Lipitor, Crestor, Zocor. And we put patients on these medicines because they stabilize the plaque. And there is some indication that can even reverse plaque uh, in terms of the Lipitor uh, and the Crestor. If you're a diabetic, we want to keep your sugars under good control. There are medications and we now treat diabetes that have favorable cardiovascular effects. So we try to pick those first. And if you have high blood pressure, we try to control your blood pressure. There are a special group of blood pressure medicines called ACE inhibitors, ACE inhibitors. And what these do is they're healthy for your arteries. Uh, and if you're appropriate, your doctor should have you uh, on, on that particular medicine. We know that walking is a, a good treatment for, um, for PAD. And we know that if you're overweight, that weight loss is. Exercise, you know, every day, most of the days at least, uh, for 30 to 60 minutes. And we know that there's supervised exercise therapy programs now for patients who have PAD. 
This is kind of like if you had a heart attack or a bypass in your heart, we send patients to cardiac rehab. This is rehab for your legs. So you walk in a treadmill, uh, you walk till you get about moderate pain, you stop and then you walk again. And what we're trying to do is increase uh, your symptom-free walking distance to improve the quality of your life. So the treatment regimen really uh, is, uh, is designed to do two things. Number one, decrease the risk of stroke and heart attack. Number two, improve the quality of life uh, and make you walk better, further, uh, and easier. So those are the medical treatments that we start with initially. Mm -hmm. And then when would somebody know if they needed to have something more invasive as far as treatment goes? Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, I'm a vascular medicine physician. So I tell my patients that uh, I'm a nice guy. I don't do needles or knives. Uh, but my vascular surgeon colleagues and interventional cardiology colleagues have magic hands and do wonderful things. Um, so if you have claudication or leg pain that is lifestyle limiting, you can't check your mail, um, you can't do what you need to do to take care of yourself, you can't do what you need to do to have a good quality of life, those are some instances where we may do an angiogram where we inject dye to get a roadmap of the blockages and then we can do some intervention. Another indication might be if you have sores or ulcers or you're in danger of losing a limb, foot, or a toe. That, so after the angiogram, the options we have, usually we can put stents in arteries, just like the heart, we can put them in the legs. We also can do bypasses, so, um, so the plumbing in your legs can be changed. So we can bypass a diseased, narrowed, or blocked artery uh, with a conduit so that blood goes downstream and restores circulation. So just in final thoughts, I mean, what would you like to say to people out there who may think that they have PAD or haven't really even thought about PAD before um, to give a final message for them? So I think um, if you have risk factors for peripheral artery disease, if you smoker, if you have high blood pressure, if you have diabetes, if your cholesterol is on the high side, if you've had any other vascular issues before like heart attacks, bypass, strokes, things like that, blockage in the neck arteries, then it's reasonable for you to at least be screened to make sure that you don't have PAD. If you have pain when you walk, it goes away when you rest. That's a great reason to get a screening ABI and perhaps some more sophisticated testing. So it is one of the most underdiagnosed entities we have right now. Um, you can't treat it if we don't know it's there. So please be an advocate in your care. Ask your doctor or ask your provider, uh, your primary care team. Um, I wanna make sure I don't have PAD. Can you look at my feet today? A simple pulse exam may be all you need or if you need other testing, it can be ordered from there. Here at the vascular medicine section at the Cleveland Clinic, we are here to take care of you. <coughs> Excuse me. If you need any advanced care <coughs> or any other kind of vascular care that is non-surgical or non-intervention, uh, we are here to do that. <coughs> if you need to be referred for more uh, involved procedures, we can certainly point you in the right direction. But I think awareness is very important. So we strive for what's called early detection 
and standardized therapies. That is, we want to know if you have PAD and we want to treat it the best way we can. Thank you very much. Thanks for spending some time with us today to help us learn more about peripheral artery disease and how to find out if we have it and what to do if we do have it. Great. Thanks so much for giving me the opportunity, Betsy. And thank you, everybody, for joining this Zoom call. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. We welcome your comments and feedback. Please contact us at heart at ccf.org. Like what you heard? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen at clevelandclinic.org slash loveyourheartpodcast. podcast.